thing. <laughs> Recording in progress. We have our guest. He is in the building. M-C-D-O-double-D. <laughs> Studio Express. Now, we're going to make you... Um, can you are, have you not made him co-host? So then he can unmute his mic. He's done already. Okay, so then you can unmute your mic. Let me see if I have to ask him to unmute. Yep. Can you hear you are. Good, good, good. I so, um, we, we're going to have a discussion now. Uh, Studio Express has been around a long time. Dodge, you've been around from morning. It's been a long journey. And one of the things we like to explore is when, when in our community, Mandem is doing good, we like to explore that and we like to hear the story because we're about promoting our own from within. Part of what we do, and I'm sure you appreciate it, I wouldn't surprise me if you're doing the same thing, is we want to take control of the black narrative and start putting the positive. Yeah, that's right, yeah, definitely. Definitely, I'm 100%, 100% behind that. Um, to be honest... Let me welcome you to talk the things. Well, welcome and good evening, everyone. Thanks for inviting me to your um, positive platform. I've been watching it once or twice. I'm like, me, and this thing, yeah, it's what it's what we need as a community because um, we need more pla- we need more platforms like this where people can express themselves, talk about things that we're going to be fighting down by other communities. This is our thing. We can invite our people into it, talk about what we need to talk about, express ourselves properly. So we just need more platforms like this. So anybody who's doing anything like that, I'm behind it 100. percent so any help that you need, advertising-wise or promotional-wise, send it on. Big man, we're, we're all over that. Um, the ladies are taking notes. <laughs> yeah, they can take notes because I've got a motto and I'm going to stick to that motto. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream. I did, I did see that on your Twitter page. So no matter, no matter what we're doing, whether someone's doing talk shows, whether someone's doing shams and giggles, we're all trying to get to the same place at the end of the day. So, you know what, rather than we try to do it separately, oh, I've got my own platform and I don't business about their platform. And nah, what I'm about is just spreading the word. It's the word. So whether I'm spreading it, you're spreading it, at least we're reaching to 10 more people. 10 more people, 20 more people. 20 more people, 40 more people. 100 more people. And then it's, and it's, it's healthy. It's healthy having all different platforms. Absolutely. So it's like, it's like TV. You've got Channel 1, BBC 1, BBC 2, ITV, and you just flick through the channels as you want. But they all send the same message. Interesting you should say that. How come, and we spoke about this, you would get the news on BBC One, Two, whatever the channel, and the news narrative seems to be the same thing. Same thing. Right? Package so that comes from a bigger perspective. So in our community, because Rudy has his show, Mr. C has his show, we got one, Peter, Peter Francis got one. One, yeah. And what I would say, one of the things, even, um, uh, what's his name, got one? Um, um, Oh, I can't think. He's on, on radio. Um, Quincy? I'm the short fella comedian. Um, <laughs> and Eddie, Eddie Nesta. Eddie Nesta's got his show as well. And oh. one of the things, I think bigger things need to come with what we're doing. Obviously, you've got your show as well. Um, whereby there should be a, a body whereby we sort of discuss the things that the narratives we're going to put out. So we're putting out the Mate. same message. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, I think we just got to start jumping on one another's platforms and when we can equally spread the, spread the narrative, spread the message, just spread the message. That's all we can do. Because if you notice more and more people now during lockdown are logging into things like this, 
because yeah. now you're really seeing what life is really about. Because I'm not being funny. Before, prior to lockdown, we were, we was thinking like this. This was. I'm not saying that your platform wouldn't have come out without lockdown. Well, I definitely would have been even on talk show with lockdown now. No, um, lockdown made us. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. All of us came together out of lockdown. There's right. It, right. That was just it. We came together out of lockdown and we we stuck. And then more and more and more has come of it. Um, yeah, and definitely. we're talking to each other in a way that we've never done before, as you've noticed. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. If you go to a dance, if you go to a rave block, you know, people are there drinking hand and just talking to people that they know. On our platform here, everybody's welcome. Everybody communicates, we talk. And yeah, I've definitely seen you. With the football thing, I'm surprised how many ladies know the footballers' names and the history. Because I, 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 me, I don't like football. That's just me. Right. Are you not I'm a football man? No, I'm not a football man. I watch it, but all of my little football man, and I don't. The ladies know more about the, the players than me, so it just shows that it's really spreading and it's really having an effect, and the ladies getting involved and guys getting involved. But what I've been noticing on these platforms, we need more. We need more men. Where are our men? We've had discussions about that as well. Where are our men? A lot of our men now have got a chip on their shoulder. I'll be honest with you. A lot of black men, a lot of black men have got a chip on their shoulder. Um, I'm, I'm not going on a social media platform. I don't... For what? Right. It's all the same thing. You'll sit down in your your peer groups and talk about football. Why not come on a platform and share that information? You might be a referee, for example. Right. So the information you're spreading is vital. But I think a lot of us black men, some, not all, just some, have got this narrative that I'm too big for this or I'm not going on it because it's not, it's not worthy. But as time goes on, a lot of a lot of more. What I'm trying to do on my platform, the people who are doing things in the community, I'm trying to bring them to the forefront, so people right. recognise who these people are. And it's it's a lot easier for me through music because a lot of people relate me to music. So when they see you doing an actual talk show and they're thinking, "Well, what's this about?" Whether or not they're interested, I'm saying, "What's it about?" Because it's not the usual narrative. He's not just playing music or just jumping up and down on Saturday night and keeping everybody entertained. <laughs> Right now, let's let's stop. Let's go into the music aspect of things. So let's start because we can see in the background, <laughs> Cruise Radio. Right, <laughs> Scotty Scott was on our platform. Great guy, doing great things. Tell us about Cruise Radio and your involvement there. With well, the owner, the owner of Cruise Radio, believe it or not, um, we he used to actually be the person that we hire the sound equipment from. Uh, so, um. Yeah, therapy, yeah. So keeping keeping raves over the years, me and Delaware's training and Brendan had a close relationship through hiring to just hiring a set and putting in raves. Um, then one day he said to me he's gonna start a radio station. And like me, teamwork makes a dream work. I said, Boy, if you're gonna start a radio station, you need any help, give us a holler, I'll see what I can do for you. I didn't think he was gonna approach me to be on the station. Right. So first things first, he said to me about a show, and I said, Delray, I don't play music. Because much as with people, I've been in Studio Express for years, I haven't got an ear for music. Right. I can tell you what the latest tunes are, but if you tell me anything too deep, I'm lost. So ladies, if you see me and say, oh, can I have a CD? I am not the man. You've got to talk right. to daddy. Because if I give you a CD, you might not even listen to it again in life. So um, I said to him, not if I could do in your station, do a talk show. So he said to me, what are you going to do a talk show about? I goes, well, there's enough people in the community right now that's doing positive things. I think if we gear it towards just inviting people on the show and letting them talk about their journeys and what they're involved with, let's stay from that angle. And one thing led to another, and we're here now. How, how long has Cruise Radio been going? 
Um, from December, so I'd say what six months. Also, that's kind of an out of lockdown thing. Yeah, it's like definitely out of lockdown. Definitely out of lockdown. I would. I think. I think. On, to be honest, Derry had the plan of doing it anyway, but I think because of lockdown, it kind of just all fell in the same same room at the same time. So, cruise radio is it something we can find on the FM dial or? No, it's just strictly internet. So it's www.cruise-radio.com. Okay, because I see it in your thing here, but you look yeah. missed, you missed out the hyphen. Yeah, well. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll put something. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> Mr. C is also on there, Joseph. Yeah, Mr. C is on there as well. Also. Oh, C is on Cruise Radio as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so if you want to, you don't want to type Cruise Radio hyphen, as you mentioned it, into the um, into the chat, that'd be awesome. So that everyone can see. Yeah. So click the link, it takes you into the station. Is it 24 hours? Has it um, not as yet. So I think the latest show finishes about 12 o'clock in the night. So it runs in the morning from... Yeah, from 7 o'clock onwards. From 7 in the morning to, to midnight. Yeah. So there's opportunities there. They're, looking, they're obviously looking for more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you feel that you've got something to put for, put for work... So it, it's music and talk shows as well. That music, talk shows. It's all community-based, really, basically. And what time does your um, your piece run from? Express yourself talk shows on, on a Monday between the hours of 6 and 8. And we talk about things that's important to community. Um, this week's special guest is Scotty Scott. And we'll be chopping it up about um, relationships, what men want from women, what they don't want from women, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it should be a quite interesting show. Monday from 6 to 8. Now, Studio Express, I know you've not been around from when, from when did Studio Express start? Talk the things. Well, Studio Express, a lot of people, I'll have to give you the full, the full story. That's what we're here for. I came into Student Express last, believe it or not. Oh, I, I joined Student Express in 1992. Right. So Student Express was running years before that. So yes. that, that was, um, let me get all the names right. That was Super Ted, PK, Scott Tracy, Eddie, Jeff. Jeff was a manager. Uh, Liver, um, DJ Ali. So all those guys were in the sound before that. Yeah, who, who's Studio Express now? Just myself and DJ Ali. Yeah, that's what I mean. So all them big men, them, they were them there? Yeah, they just thought they did anything. But as time goes, I think what a lot of people got to understand with music, especially playing sound, you get to a point where you either take the left or you take the right. Because mm. it's an every week thing. Because remember, I've been playing out every single Saturday for 25 years. Give or take one or two Saturdays. So it is a journey. So some people get kids, get married, get into relationships. Right. Some people just think, you know what, I've had enough of it. My job doesn't permit me to keep it going. So it is a it is a, a journey. It's definitely a journey. Well, Studio Express, because I used to go to their raise when I was a teenager. I'm sure well, you probably did too before you... Oh, yeah, right, yeah right. definitely. Yeah, I was there as well, yeah. There was around the times with Diamonds and all them. Man, diamonds, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was one yeah. love. Yeah, the company Soul Sound. Company. Class, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lace Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the house raves there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely a journey. So, so you guys have basically just carried on the name. Yeah, that's it. Just carried on the legacy, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I came into it in 1992 because um, I think they wanted an MC. Mm -hmm. Now, I used to be a reggae MC. Right. Not, 
not so like sweet with him. I was like more in a yaga 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 thing. So um, Jeff gave me a call and said, "Well, we, we knew all, we knew all, all of us knew one another from the era." So he gave us a call, gave me a call, and said, "Don I need an MC for the night." Mm. I was like, "Boy, I don't know about that, you know, because mm. I was on the road." Because mm. I'm very, I'm very frank in not hiding my past. Reason being, mm. it's a journey, and the journey's made me who I am now. So a lot of people get into a certain position and forget where they're coming from, as in, oh, I don't want to talk about that side of it. Yes, let's talk about it, because mm. especially for the youngers, mm. at least they can see, you know what? I don't have to go down that road to achieve that. Right. And I can t- talk to them about the mistakes, and that I will talk about the mentoring side of it uh, later on during, during the interview. But um, basically, I was on the road, being naughty, making money, doing what I'm doing. So when Jeff said to me, Saturday night, I want you to MC, I'm saying, boy, that's the earnings night. I don't yeah. know about that. But then, obviously, he's my mate. I said, all right. But then there was a twist in the story. He said, you, you can't wear tracks or, or trainers. You have to buy a pair of shoes and trousers. And I'll be honest, I didn't own a trousers. And I didn't own a pair of shoes. Because that wasn't my life. I was playing dance or where anything goes. Right. So, off I go and buy a pair of, buy a pair of uh, trousers and a shoes. Now, I haven't worn shoes in about, prior to that, about five years. So off I've gone now, we got into the car, and all of a sudden, my feet don't feel like mine. So I'm no. saying, hey, what? I don't know about this, you know. My, shoe, my foot is burning me, we even got to the rave yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got there, so I've now broken the shoes now into slippers. So you know when you bend the inside of the shoe flat now? Because mm-hmm. I don't know about this lifestyle. I'm used to a pair of trainers now, my foot is on fire. So we've gone to King of the Rye. Mm-hmm. My first player is King of the Rye, Big G's birthday party. Big G. So... I think who's in the build, Touch of Class, Daisy G, Barry White, and all the rest of it. So Jeff said to me, right. I said, Jeff, I don't know about this style. Because Barry White saying, yeah, big respect going out to this person. Yeah, I don't know about this lifestyle. So I've, I'm saying, so how am I going to deal with this? Said, just DJ like how you normally DJ. But just tone it down a little bit. Mm. Well, I've gone on the mic. I've sound like a hurricane coming this place. Big up! That man over there, so big up! This guy... Jeff say, no, 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 not like that, man. Come, no, 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 no. Tone it down. But what it is, they used to play a lot of rear groove, mm-hmm. a lot of soul, but they had long intros. Yeah. But because I was lyrical to fit on the intros, mm-hmm. I said, all right, let me adapt this style here. And I kind of do a little thing and it, it mm-hmm. fit in. For the first half an hour, people was, what the hell's going on? But as time went on, I got used to it. Like people say, don't sound too bad, but. Of course. Definitely need smoothing around the edges. And then it just started from there. And then, like, obviously, listening to Barry White, Tony Nicks, Husky Miller, mm. all the rest of the MCs, Kenny Ranks, you started to kind of develop styles from them. Right. So you pick right. a bit from yeah. him, a bit yeah. from him, and, pick, and you put them all together. And then, it, like, you just build your own style. And from there, it just caught on. And then we went into warehouses. So we had larger audiences and house dances. Like, we had, like, 1,800 people. So the, the loudness and the movement and the animation, it fit perfect because you've got this big stage. And then, like, it was just so easy for me to command the crowd. Like, people say, well, how come this, this guy's come for me? What he could command the crowd because as far as I'm concerned, I'm loud. Right. So I've got 800 people. I can afford to be loud. Now, you put me back in a club environment with 200 people. I sound like a hurricane. Yeah. So it was just over years just to find that balance and... Just sorting it out from there, really. So from 92, you carried on 
on the regs with them once a month, every week. How did yeah, what it is, um, I was getting paid because that was my narrative. Right. Money. So I was getting paid. So the rest of them was doing it as a kind of hobby fee. But obviously, they were taking all the money that was playing out for and putting into a kitty. Right. Now, I didn't know about the lifestyle. So I was saying, well, i got to get my team. You know, I don't know what you are doing. Then one day, because I've been around it for so long, one day it caused a kind of, not a mutiny, a kind of rift where they saying, well, it's not right that he's getting paid, we're not getting paid. Really? So they put it all to me. Right. Yeah, but join the sound properly, or we can't keep paying you. By that time, because the road life was hectic, yeah. it, found, it gave me a road to come out of being on the road. Right. So, I don't you might have been on the road just because you're on the road, because that's yeah. what you gravitate well, yeah. to. Because it's saying you're meeting so much different people and you're meeting some nice people, and I'm thinking, you know what? Mm. Oh, I, can do, I can do this to you now. Mm. And then, obviously, with the money I was making on the road, I started a business, which I started a printers. Right. So, I had a graphics design company, I had the dry cleaners. So I could kind of steer away from that road life because there's other things compensating that. And right. plus I was playing the sound and it was a hobby thing and it's something I enjoyed doing. So on that, on that fact, that's where it went. So I can say for students, especially took me for a Which is a good thing because yeah, you could have ended up in other places. Ah, if I carried on, there's only two places where would be. I would either be in jail or I would have made a memory. Right. But it was that, it was getting to that point. And when you think about that, some of the young men them that's on road now, it, it's a similar thing where they just end up there because life just gravitates them to it and they've not got the other choices. You know what it is? You get involved in it, the money's easy, and you're not doing nothing because you're making money, mm. you've got women around you, you're buying all the latest bits, you're buying all the hottest cars. Mm. So basically, when I, hear, when I hear people say, oh, well, he can do this and he can do that, how do you talk to a young man of, say, 25 who's earning five grand a week? Right. How do you talk to him? Well, what, he's not listening. He's not what listening. can you say to him mm. that's going to make him say, well, you know what? I'm going to stop this and do something different. Mm. And that's what drove me into mentoring. Because I've been there, done it, but I still had businesses that was making that kind of money where I could still live that lifestyle. Right. I was able to sit down with kids and say, listen, all right, you're doing this, but you need to go to college. Can you read? Because mm. I had a young man I was working with from the age of, say, 15 to 17. Mm. And he was, the money that he was making was tremendous. And then one day I said to him, look, what are you doing? He said, boy, I said, what can you read? <laughs> but I said to him as a, can you read? Mm. But he took offense to it. And I thought, we get right, we get night tight for. And then I realized he couldn't read. And then I broke it down to him. You're making all this money, but you can't read. So you can't even go into the bank and invest your money into nothing because you cannot read. You need to go to college. Now, I'm being a bit of a hypocrite here because I did say to him, look, you're going to have to give your phone to somebody else. But at the same time, what do you do? Because the man is making the equivalent, the money that he's making, adults are not making that money in a year. That's right. But at the same time... I've got to find an avenue to get this geese some education into college. Mm. And you know what? He went to college. He had his rough, he had his difficult times. I was there supporting him all the way. Mm. And then obviously when he got to 18, the key support package is different. So we kind of parted ways. I was still keeping in contact with him. And then like, um, 
we got to about 20, 21. And I got called out the blue. Mm. Hi, Dodd. I said, yeah, speaking. It's me. I said, yeah, what's happening? I said, um, I'd like to invite him to my flat. I went, your flat? Wow. Anyway, went near. He had his newborn baby. Right. I said, yeah, I passed my, my A-levels and da-da-da. And that far? Yeah, he went far, he went far. And then he had his own business. And that really made me say, yeah, you know what? This mm. thing is worth doing. Because you can yeah. really spin them around. And then I just kind of turned the whole narrative into just looking after kids. Like, I know I grew up with some dip. I was doing the gang violence. I was working. Kids just making some money that you... We, as adults, I want to say as adults, as an older generation, mm. we don't realise... How much money these kids are really making. Right. What we're thinking is you can't, when you get down to the cross of it, some, out of 10 of them, two of them are making some serious money. Mm. The other eight are wannabes. Right. Now, the other eight is the ones that you need to get to because the other two are feeding the other eight. Right. So, this is where all this gang violence It's not gang violence, you know what it is? It's like, I'm making money, you're making money. But we're feeding another eight people. They're going to make sure that we're all right. Right. So when you, if you had an altercation with me or you, you got another eight who's making sure nothing happened because they can't afford for anything to happen because they, that's, where, that's where their money, their money stopped. So right. this would be all this like area violence and cult, like North. That's, that's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. So you'll get some kids in Northwest Five. Kids in Northwood 7, kids in Northwood 10, kids in E10. But when you get down to it, there's only like three, four major players in each one. And the rest of them is all... Like, if it, these all these rap videos. That's why all these kids are going to rap videos. All the kids are thinking about, I'm going to be a millionaire for rap YouTube. YouTube. Because the ones that have broken through, if you look in the videos, there's always a bag of man in the video. Right. But all it is, they're glorifying their bread and say, come man, I'm making dough. Get in this video. So from that narrative now, he might be saying something disrespectful to another crew, but the people in the video also was going to get involved in that. So he might be throwing words at you, but your, your crew is seeing that and saying, right, it's not even the rap I'm going to get. I'm going to get the one in the video at the back. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of strings and bows to it. So um, I just got into the deep end of it. Helped an awful lot of youth along the way. Helped a lot of parents along the way. Um, and a lot of parents didn't get it. Look, let me just stop you there one second because so we sort of moved on to the mentoring aspect mm -hmm. obviously that's touched your heart you've helped so many what is the mentoring aspect that you do is it something an organization that you set up is it well i started off i started off word of mouth How's i started off with um potential mentoring which was based in church road at the uni center um i don't know about two, three years with them, and then I did my own thing. So I was doing a lot of individual work with different boroughs like um, South Southwark, Hammersmith, Watford, Lewin. So I was doing a lot of independent. It all started with just me alone. And then I hired two of my friends and just grew from there. So basically, to be honest, the journey was just me, just going from different places. There was a time I was, I was like doing 18-hour shifts all over the place. And that was like your job? Yeah, that was, that was, that was it. That was it. That was it. 24-hour calls, going to police stations, doing all sorts. But I really got passionate about it because it was looking at myself growing up. Yeah. Looking at what I'd done and trying to show the kids, you know what? I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, everything's visual now. 
So I used to go decked out. With the kids, whatever the, whatever the latest fashion is, I'm buying it and I'm wearing it. Right. Because I'm showing the kids, you know what? You don't need to do what you did to look like this. What is the difference between me and you? Right. I've got the same clothes as you. The only difference, I work hard to buy my clothes and you're going to do whatever you're doing to buy your clothes. And it, right. it almost enforced in the head that, you know what? It is cool to work. It is cool to be that different person. Because when they're on, when they're with their peers, they haven't got no examples. They've, right. just got, they've got 10 people doing the same thing as them. All 10 of them is doing the same thing. So who are they learning from? So if A is selling whatever and he's making money, B is going to say, well, he's doing it, I'm going to do it. Do the same so if you're coming in with a different narrative and they're asking you, what do you do? And you'll say, well, I work. I do this. I do that. Mm. And the music side of it was a lot easier as well because I'm saying, oh, look, I play music. Right. We can go in the studio, but if you want to build a tune, you can build a tune. I've got a man who, who can. And because of the music links, you meet in, you meet, you get privileged to meet artists is that they wouldn't even dream about meeting. Right. Like, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity, I've taken kids to like to Ferrari, like mm. Ferrari's showroom, and they can go around the back when the mechanics have spent a day and that alone, wow. When they right. got that on their Instagram and showing their friends, wow, I went to Ferrari, you know. You don't know how sick that is. It's a big thing because as much as we're looking at them as troublemakers and it's knife crime, they're still kids. They still right. have the mentality. So you put them in, you take them to Bentley mm. and you go around the back of Bentley right. when the Arab man's just picking up his car mm. and he's talking Arabic and they said, oh, do you want to sit down in my car? Yeah. And the seat's moving forward and the telly's dropping out the sky. As far as they're concerned, they want to know what you're doing. What, what, what are we doing this next week? Right. They so when they go back to their bridge and say, yo, they say, nah, I'm going with God, mate. We was in the Bentley, the Arab man had the 18 carat watching us saying, you must sit in the back. There's different ways of doing it. A lot of people forget they are kids. No matter how much they believe in their heart and soul, they've grown, they ain't grown up. Because when you put it on them, because don't get me wrong, I've had kids that's put it on me proper put it on me where I've actually look at myself and say you know what five four three two breathe oh, yeah. because they push you to that limit but it's only for them it's a test to see how far they can go and if you, just, if you break it down to them real they just say well you know what yeah man man's real isn't it man's real mm. and another thing you've got to any lady who's on this platform now and you've got kids in that age group it's important that you listen to the lingua Mm. If they talk alone, you can recognize certain things from the talk. Like if they're saying, like, yeah, I'm going county lines, mm. that means you ain't gonna see your son for a week. That means he's going up and he's going up country to sell drugs. Right. So there's certain things that you can, as a parent, you can listen to mm. and make a narrative. When you hear you saying, Oh, I'm going for my shank, you know he's going for his knife. Mm. So the just sometimes you don't have to. You just sit around them and just listen to their conversation because they all sleep. They get excited and say, yo, I'm going to go for my shank for him, you know, and boy, my man's got some dough for me, you know, and yeah, I'm going to pick up some food. Now, as an older generation, we're going to pick up some food. Oh, he's going to get McDonald's. Oh, he's going to get Kentucky. No, he's, got, he's going to pick up a supplier of drugs. Right. But the word is food. So these are the things that we have to kind of, as older generation, we've got to start tuning in home in. That's why it's good to like uh, platforms like this. So mm -hmm. we can bring on people who are in that field, who recognise and talk, so we can pass that information 
on simple words like that, you could hear your son say he's going for a shank. Mm. And you could just watch his movements all, all and then when he goes you could just track him at the door and say, oh, hey, and doing? stop. And look, you might find a knife that, that could be someone's son, someone's yeah. daughter, or that could be you doing a prison sentence with your son. Yeah. Because we all talk about, oh, let him, let him, let him do what he's got to do. Yeah. But when he gets a sentence, most mothers are going to be the same one who's going there every week, bringing his clothes, sending him money, and living that sentence with him. Right, right, right. Because some of the things these kids do, it, it, it makes no sense to us. No, it doesn't. Well, I don't. Them, to them, it's, they've convinced themselves. And turn in their head, they turned it into sentence. Right. But you, I right, look at it this way. When we was growing up, say a bike, a simple thing like a bike. You steal a bike for little bike parts. We knew that was wrong. Mm. But it wasn't that major. Mm. The only thing is, the kids, everything is visual. Right. And everything is now. We, as the older parents, we are guilty of making sure our kids look nice. Mm. Their room is respectable. Mm. We never had that when we was growing up. I couldn't go. To, I couldn't. Go, I couldn't go to my mum and dad and say, "Hey, I need hundred and fifty pound for the latest Jordans, the latest no. trainers. Oh, I want five hundred pound for a jacket." No. Because we've put ourselves in this position where we say, "You know what? Our parents didn't do this, so we're going to make it happen." Mm. The majority of kids have got PlayStations. Why? Because the parents get them, innit? Because it's a fashion thing. Because. Tom's got one, Mary's got one, Joseph's got one. Well, you're talking about PlayStation. What about the freaking, this, this, this thing here? The phone, the latest phone with camera and all the flipping foolishness on it that gives them access to more some, I'm not saying all parents. Once again, some parents are guilty. They will take out a contract, £70 a month, get the latest iPhone 12, and get yeah. the child. Yeah. Because we, we're in this mode of... Oh, he's got to have the latest. Oh, and it's, it wasn't like that. I think I think social media has made it a lot harder, and it is a lot of pressure on some of the kids because I've yeah. seen I've seen kids in positions where they're not able, or their parents are not able to give them, and you you'll be surprised the rough time they get. Mm. It's horrible! It's horrible. I've seen it like first, and it's horrible because they seem like targets, they seem like victims, and the kids are very spiteful. So they would say, oh, oh, little Tommy, he can't afford to buy that. His mum's broke. But we, we, we're all like that <laughs> back in the day. If you didn't have your little night, you didn't have your Adidas, you didn't have your name thing. As kids, mm -hmm. you get cussing it, you get run down. So that made you as kids, you go and you get a name brand, this, that, and the other. Right. We did it in a different way. The only thing is it's a bit more accessible now because you've got olders who's grooming youngers. Mm. 13, 12, selling, selling drugs, making tremendous money. But the older is saying to him, look, hold 200 pounds. But when you think about it, when you're 13, 12 and 13, and someone gives you 200 pounds, that's like a thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. Right. So why are you not going to do it? Of course you're going to do it. And, and you, you don't realize that you're becoming slave to that person. Right. You're being groomed. Yeah. And then from you getting groomed, what happens? You get older. So you know all the tricks now. So it's like a it's like a business. I'm working for you. We're selling cars. I work out how to sell cars. What am I going to do? I'm going to go off and start my own business. Of course. So it's, it just starts starts going around in circles. But I wish there was more. I wish there was more men 
who are standing outside the betting shop day to day, who's got that wealth of experience. Because I've even gone to some of my mates and said, listen, you're not doing nothing in the daytime. Like, I'll pass you four times for the day. You know, you're in the same spot. Come and work for me. Because, all right, the EBS is one thing, but they can help in other ways. Mm. Even if I invite them into a, a room and get them to do a talk. But, nah, man. Man, nah, what? Man, I'm doing thing. But mm. you're, you're nearly 50. What do you mean you're doing your thing? Like, you got a you who's 22 who's making five times what you're making and you're 50. Right. So it's it's a spiral. That's why a lot of the men, I'm bang on the men speaking up now. I'm right. bang on the men getting involved because there are good men out there doing positive things, like yourself, Jamie P. Positive things. Let me just read a couple of comments here in the thing there because uh, you mentioned about the shank and all the rest. And I'm seeing one here, uh, Shugs. Best one was when my daughters took my knife, which was registered to police, out my house to go shank somebody. Which was a no-no. Thought seventy-five pound, but I found I was rich at nine. You see, so something. It's good for us to talk because the wording. I always say the word. The mm. word that the kids are using. If the lot more parents was like a bit more clued up, we could stop some of the things happening. Well, with the communication with because you know you get some kids. Kez is saying, so the parents know about the code. What can the parents do to stop it and keep them safe if the child won't listen? Um, to be honest, you're going to get, out of every 10 kids, you're going to get two who are bad. Right. You could talk to them. To, that's just going to be them, innit? Because you'll always, that's, that's, that's the physics of life. Mm. But nine times out of 10, I think what we're, what we're not doing as parents we're not talking, we're shouting and expecting, right. and expecting that result. We can't. That. We're not talking, we're shouting. Because right. what happens, if I shout at you as a big person, mm. you're in your rights to tell me something different, right? Because right. you're a big person. Mm. But as a, as a young person and you're shouting at me, I'm going to switch off, but I can't disrespect you. I'm just going to be going, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But in the back of my head, I'm saying, shut up, man. You're shouting at me. Mm. disrespecting me. And that, that, that brings the animosity. Once the animosity starts between parents, how do you resolve it? Because you, as a parent, you're going to have that attitude. I pay the bills. I tell you what I like. But you've got a grown, growing person who doesn't know about life, but you're shouting how life should be. Right. So it, it, it just causes beer friction. Right. And in the, the lesson is conversation, isn't it? Conversation. As bad, as bad as your child might be, yeah, you always you have to hear because your hearing doesn't turn off. Right. And if he goes out there and feels the same pain that you calmly explain to, him, well, he's gonna understand. Well, mum wasn't, well, dad wasn't shouting. You no, know, like he's, he did tell me. Right. The worst thing is you shout at somebody and they go out there and do something. Oh, yeah, you didn't explain it properly. You were shouting at me. That's why I didn't get it. So you now become the person at fault. Right, right. So as, as parents, I mean, it's true, thing because if you are a parent and you're shouting at the, the, the youths, really, you're teaching them how to shout. Yeah, you're teaching well, don't them. Don't be surprised. Right. So you check it. You're shouting hard at your kid at home. 
He's going to school. Who's he going to shout at? The teacher. Hard talk. Right. So you're going to have to go to the school now to work out why your son shouting and behaving like you can't even be. You can't even believe your behavior of your child. Right. You know, that's why parents get not my child because they can't believe it. Right. But this is learned behavior from home. Right. I saw a comment in the um. On a, do you think p- parents need support in re- relating to their kids? I think a lot of parents nowadays need support. But you know what the biggest thing? Embarrassment. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents are embarrassed. Yeah? Right. They I need help. And why? Why? If you're a single, if you're a single woman, for example, say, yeah, you've got a son, he's 14, going 15, five foot ten, mm. growing in growing in size. How much beating do you think you can give him? Before, no, you can God. Before you, before whatever you try to beat him, he's gonna hold and say, "Mom, what you do?" <laughs> oh, at that stage now, it's time to phone dad. Now, if dad ain't stepping up to Mark, phone uncle. If uncle ain't up to Mark, phone brother. If brother ain't up to the Mark, phone cousin. If cousin ain't up to the Mark, phone friend. Mm. Phone somebody that can control, not even control the situation, but can put that kind of man authority into it because after a while I've seen many a time and I'm not taking nothing away from all mothers of raising kids by themselves you're doing a wonderful job because you are doing it by yourself mm-hmm. but it comes a time where where this statement oh I'm trying to be mum and dad if you know to yourself your child is going that way in time reach out for help and that's one of the main reasons I started the talk show so I can point people in direction where you can go and get help right uh, one of the things because when we grew up, there was youth clubs and so on and so forth. And those youth clubs, they used to be, because obviously, uh, remember, we used to go to the one down there in Vail. And like Curtis was their big man still. You had your little problems. Sometimes Curtis could draw, draw in like a corner and, you know, tart the things. Yeah, yeah, of course. What you do, do, do. They've taken all those things away. So a lot of the youths then don't have that. They don't have that. And also, a lot of, a lot of people nowadays... For whatever reason, you've got your own problems, you're in your own journey. Mm. If they see something happening, a lot of people ain't like before. Like when we was growing up, something's happening, some adult would step across the road and say, all right, right. here's myself. Uh, but now, because I was being portrayed in the social media or what people think what could happen, a lot of people see it and turn a blind eye. Because mm. they, they come to, I don't want to get involved in that, just in case right. something happens to me, which is understandable. But then what upsets me when you got some big cross demanding standing up there watching it and videoing it. Hello? Yeah. Well, what's happening here? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's hard. and it's getting harder. And plus the government's made it a little bit harder as well. That like your kid can pick up the phone and phone <laughs> phone a hotline number or say right. to his teacher, oh, these problems at home. So you're kinda of in a catch twenty two, but yeah. Old school rules. Yes. Yeah. I never... My dad used to break break the hell out of me. You know what? It made me into a better person. Right. right. So, I'm not saying to anybody in the platform to go and kill your kids with beating, but sometimes, you know what? The shock of your son or your daughter getting a little touch-up here and there, sometimes it's what's needed. Because... Well, you know, up to, a, up to a certain age, but as you say... 
Yeah, when I get to Spain, grab the bell, say, "Mum, what are you doing?" What are you doing? Yeah, it's an obvious, an obvious time to stop because obviously that's just not doing anything. I mean, it has to come to the point where I mean, with my kids, I say, "You're grown," so I'm going to talk to you. You're, like, you're grown, yeah. And I find that when I even I talk to my one, I I talk to her before I used to shout at her. Yeah, I, I thought that was the way to communicate, but mm. I've noticed a big difference since I stopped. Start talking to her, they're mm. more open. They come and tell you things, and you think, oh, wow, okay, cool. Right. And have that conversation because yeah. we're grown now. We're grown now, yeah. Have the conversation. Don't and get me wrong. And I yeah. It's and hard to keep, it's very hard to keep a gap now because it's mad what I'm gonna say, but it's real. Your son, your daughter, more than likely got a better phone than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They might be even wearing better clothes than you. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at the narrative. When we was growing up, it was the other way around. Your your dad, your mum had their bits, and you was just getting. You had your going out clothes, mm-hmm. and you had your street clothes, and I hate that. There was no oh, our right, mum, can I borrow your belt because it's Gucci? I'm going out. No, there was no borrow what? You're mad. Me and my dad was not listening to the same records, and dancing in the same place. Right. Unheard of. When I used to go to go out with my dad or go out with my mum, you're sitting in the corner, you're, you're crying for two friends to come in there so you can run around outside. <laughs> right. So you work it out. It's, is it because we've allowed it to happen or is it because the way our social media has portrayed it? Social media has a lot to do with everything. Let me just ask you this, by the way. Tyson Street. Yeah. How about that? That was the greatest era of raving. That was the, <laughs> that was the great. Tyson Street started in, say, 1996, 95-96. It was the step. What happened is, was that House Dances? Mm. I remember House Dances at that time was the lick. Morning, morning, morning. Right. You had maybe, for the whole night, you might have three, 400 people pass through. Mm. Then we went to Tyson Street where it could hold 1,800 people. So now it's a totally different, and it's totally different now. You've got 1,800 people in the venue. It's like a big community. It's like a movement on a Saturday night. So you had Tyson Street, you had Ruby Center, you had um, Club Studio, you had Wicked, the race. There wasn't any, I can't even think that, there wasn't even no fights. Enough. It was just everybody under one roof, north, east, south, and west, having a wonderful time. Big things. But the problem what we didn't do and I'll be a culprit and I'll hold my hands. I'm not going to speak for the rest of the DJs. I'm going to speak for my student experience. What we didn't do, we didn't capitalize on it and take it to proper venues. We just thought the we are our scene was going to be there forever. But what we didn't realize, people's growing up. They was evolving. Right. They were getting different members. People were getting good jobs. Mm-hmm. They were going out to them different places with their workmates. We were still saying, Tyson Street roll to the end. And people saying, oh, have you been to um, Just Cafe? What? What is that? Yeah. When you go to Jazz Cafe, you can't believe what's going on. But right. admittedly, we had the financial funds where we could have bought our own place. That's the kind of money we was making. But right. we didn't catch we did what happened, we just caught we just got caught in a typical black man's narrative of we're making money, the money's never gonna done, we don't need to invest in nothing different. Isn't that where a bigger man should have stepped in and said, you know what, guys, you're not doing this? Here's a direction to go in. Because there were men around that were more, ex- or should have been more experienced. But then 
It's just like how we had the discussion earlier about the kids. How does a big man come and talk to me who's bringing 1,800 people and you ain't... What are you doing? I need to see what you're doing. Mm. I need to see what you can tell me mm. that's going to make me change my narrative. And you ain't telling me... All you're telling me is, oh, take your money and invest in that club. Have you got a club? No. Have you, are you putting 1,800 people in here? No. Mm. Next... Right, but now you if somebody had directed you in that, you'd look at you'd be able to look back now and say, You know what? In the latter in the latter years, before like Price History and all them kind of things came to a close, there was good there was people, because um I can have I can have to take um poor names like Borgen, for example. He he had a mortgage company at that time. Mm. And he'd say to me, you know what? Take the money and buy a house. Bring it out. Yeah, all right, all right. But he's a bit bit frightened because you're getting to feel... It's different. Putting on a rave and getting, selling tickets, people coming to a venue, it's totally different from a man saying to you, let's sit down with a solicitor, get some paperwork together. Right. It's almost like what I'm saying about the kids. That's why I'm so passionate about making sure the kids need to read, write, understand things. Because you've put this solicitor paper in front of me. I can read it because I can read. Mm. I'm scared. Right. Because this is not my comfort zone. I'm right. totally out of my comfort zone. My comfort zone is getting people in a venue. My right. comfort zone is not being a landlord. Right. But because of good people like Wogan and Mark and other people, they talk you through the journey. Mm-hmm. And this is why I always say it's good to talk because they didn't rush. The, they didn't say, yeah, just put your money in this mm-hmm. and leave you. They held your hand. And this is what a lot of us don't do. We don't hold one another's hands. That's what we say. That's what we need to do more of. More of, yeah. More of. More of. Yeah, platforms like this. Platforms like this can hold people's hands because they're more... I might not know about mortgages. Cass might know about mortgages. Debbie might know about mortgages. You might know about mortgages. So your experience now, you can talk me through it. And then I'm not frightened no more. I've now got confidence to speak to somebody else and say, Jamie P, I'm on a new thing, you know. Get involved in this. Mm. And then before you know, all of us are learning and growing. And, and that's how you got into being a mic man. Because yeah, when that's right. you express, they bring yeah. you in, you'll sign with you, and then hold your hand. Held my hand. Then I took that from there. Me and Ali went our own way. Then I said to Ali, let's turn this into, let's turn this into a business. Let's get a website. So I had a website from 1996 when, when it was dial-up. There was no internet. It was dial-up. AOL. <laughs> you take you take you take twenty minutes to get on the internet, and when you're halfway through, it pop down. You have to wait another twenty minutes. So I turned it into a business, and then from there I turned that into a printers. Now the printers were beneficial for where we was because we're doing raves. Right. We know all the DJs. All the DJs come to see us. We're making the flyers. Right. So it was a never-ending circle. Right. Then I put that and went into properties. It was a never-ending circle, and then we went into other things. The only thing what we didn't do. Is leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still time. There's still time because we're building a legacy now. Yeah, there's still time. Disagree um, with that statement, sir. Disagree with that statement, Dodd. I have to disagree with that statement. You've left the legacy in one way, if anything. And I, like you say, you're doing a lot of other things. I think the legacy is, is, is in the making. You've definitely got a big, a big legacy, though. Definitely. When I say legacy, um, there's two types of legacies. There's legacy by name. And there's legacy where other people can earn off it. Right. So it's nice to have that legacy. Yeah, I could say I had Corks Wine Bar, the only West End night. Finney Street. Finney Street. For <laughs> 10 years. 
So that is a legacy. So, but it's a legacy by name because I ain't got the club. I, I'm not the owner of the club now. Right. Blag as well. Blag. I'm not the owner of the club. Yeah. But we can say we've got that raving legacy or we've got a name legacy. But have we got a legacy that is still making money now and others are still earning off, off it? For example, say, what I would have classed as a raving legacy if Cork's Wine Bar, I took over Cork's Wine Bar as the owner, mm-hmm. then I sold Cork's Wine Bar to Jimmy P. And or even if you was renting it out to them. Yeah, yeah. So Jimmy P could make some money, you could right. make some money. That's what I call a real legacy. Right. But it's nice having a legacy by name. Right. Well, now you want to turn that. I hear you. you yeah, I want to turn You're going to do it. You're, you're going to turn that legacy into a money one where it just carries on and people are feeding off it. Yeah, that's so right. Words, it's like you plant the tree and the plant the tree, you nurture the tree, you grow the tree, but when the tree drops its seed, you're putting it over there. You're putting it over there. Right. And that's and what we did in the forest. That's what we didn't do. So when we got to Tyson Street level with 1,800 people, we should have been capitalized. Oh, God, we should have been doing... We should have been going to, like, Ray and Nephew and say, Oi, you have to give us some sponsorship because here what? Well, we got 1,800 people bring, drinking Cavossier, drinking LP, drinking Moe. You have to do something for us. Because yeah. when, when I look at the statistics of what the volume of drinks we were moving... Right. We, the only problem it was we couldn't go to Ray and Nephew, we couldn't go to um, Kovossi, we couldn't go because it was all like an undercover team. It wasn't, it wasn't a club. When they tap into the internet, they see Tyson Street, they say, oh, yes, that's run by um, blah, blah, Clark and Well Group, blah. They say Tyson Street, Tyson Street, where is that? Yeah. They say, oh, no, 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 we're not interested in that. So this is what I'm saying about moving forward. It's all good and well you're saying you've got your numbers, but your numbers ain't really calculating to what they want to hear. Right. You have to convince them. And how do you convince them? Because the first thing they say, where is that venue? Legitimise, isn't it? That's right. what we got. The legitimacy. Because when we when we do things undercover, we'll get so far. But you can't if get we, if we if we legitimize, we can go so far and carry a lot more people with us. So you got them youths there that are doing their foolish, I call it foolishness. Because it'll, it'll get them so far, and they might look big, but when it comes to, like you say, legacy and whatnot, they can't leave that track record because it's not they, they need to legitimize. You know, the funny thing about that, if you look at the likes of like Capital Radio and all them big stations, right? They were, Ill- they were illegal stations to begin with. That's right. Making a little hustle here and there, but, but the next, they went to the next level and legitimized. And now they're just banking. But with, with on, the, on that journey, what do they do? Wipe out most of the black people. <laughs> Use them to that, per, that point. Wipe them out. Now, when you listen, when you listen to Capital Radio, you, who do you recognise in it? No, you don't. Right. Well, you don't even listen to them. But... You don't even listen to them again because right. the people that you would have listened to, they would kind of delete them. So that's what I'm saying. Once again, legacy by name in it. Now people don't even know who our children are. They don't walk with us anymore, says Theresa. That's right. When's the last time <sighs> where the family day they are, where kid, mums are bringing their kids and kids are meeting, meeting one another and say, oh, you're Jack's mum or you're Theresa's mum or you're Diane's mum. It doesn't yeah. happen. You know when they meet us? Yeah, of course. So they might have been boring, but you know what? He was there. So you knew us sat at the back, right, doing right? their parents at the front. They'll right, come yeah. down, give us they left us alone, they'll come down and give us some food. Food, and that's it. I mean, 
but you had respect in it. You didn't make too much noise because you was in the environment, didn't it? So right. just being there, you was learning something, innit? Now, you, you tell your kids to come, come somewhere with you now. Nah, I'm not going. I'm staying home and playing my PlayStation, man. I don't want to go. But you had, when your parents said to you, you going out, try your best, no. Your good clothes was on the bed waiting for you, well ironed and everything, and you're going. There was no arguing. I think this is too too much. This is too much room room for argument with kids. Right. It's too much room. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't. And it, it was not. It was not argument. It wasn't even even a discussion. It was just friend. We're going to Auntie Sandra's house at two o'clock on Sunday. Get your things ready. <laughs> that time your lips on your lips on the floor. You're cussing in the bedroom. Oh my god, this is boring, man. <laughs> but when you get to Auntie Sandra's, you get a pack of Chris, too sweet, and a drink. And you and the Sanchez kids are playing in the back and the pink people doing their tea. They're talking Spice saying hand-me-downs. Shugsy saying church clothes too. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, you. Elaine says a lot of children get into trouble because they're bored or absent parents not at home. That's a, that's, a, no, that's a major factor. That's a major factor. Major factor. Because I've been I've been walking with my young one of my young people at once and I passed a betting shop. Mm. And his whole demeanor changed, and I thought, hmm? but I saw kids coming towards us, so I thought, uh oh, I wonder if he's in problems with these kids was coming towards us. Mm. So I said to him, You're right. He said, Yeah, yeah. I said, If these guys is, he goes, No, 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 no. You know what? I just saw my daddy now. I said, Where? In a betting shop. So I walked back with him, and I said, Who's your dad? When he tweeted out who his dad was, I was speechless. Yeah. I, to go, I, I knew him. I knew him very well. That 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 was the Monday. The Saturday, we were raving together. Brought it. Mm. So, it, you just sometimes it's nuts. It's nuts. And what do you do? Do I walk into the metro and say, "Oh, your son wants to talk to you"? It's not. It's not the appropriate place. No. I, I, I see. I, I did reach out to him and said, "Look, do me a favor. I walk this room every Monday with your son." Mm. I'm usually here between this and that time. Just wait outside the bedroom when you pass. Have a word. And he had a word, and it was the best thing ever. The kids' results went from zero to eight within two weeks. Yeah. The fact that his dad spoke to him. Right. And sometimes that's what it is. The kids have a longing for... So, you know, uh, we had Junior Giskin on before, and one of the things he says, us as parents, we are offloading our troubles on our kids. Yeah, of course. You're wondering why they're going to uh, uh, miss. I mean, really, we need to start focusing on what we're doing. What are we yeah. doing? Yeah, what are we doing? We well, definitely what we did, and it's it's. I tell you what, it's even getting more difficult for me playing the sign now because obviously I'm working with a lot of parents in the community, which I keep telling people, uh trade that we're in, like confidentiality is the key. So. Don't think for one minute because you see me doing Studio Express on a Saturday night and I pass a comment, I'm directing it to you. No, I'm just passing a comment. But because you're in that kind of narrative, people think, you know what? Hmm, I wonder if he's talking about me. It, you're even going to death about Raheem um, Sterling. I'm not being funny, I didn't even know he was married. Married so, three kids, yeah. Right. So these, I'm saying, those little things are so educational, but they're so simple. Right. And these, look, this doesn't cost nothing more than electricity and a Wi-Fi. All that involved. So let's, let's all get together and make this thing happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Um, Coco White. 
Call Kawhi, um, that's, well, that's Jude Expressing Fifth Avenue. Um, DJ Ali and Sweetwise annual birthday party. That came about, well, they were keeping birthday parties for about nearly 20 years together. Right. You know, we decided to keep on a boat mm. to kind of get a theme for it. But at the time, um, that record was big. I'm in love with the Coco. So we said, right. let's call it Coco White. And the rest is history. It's just turned out. And then we managed to find venues that were different, massive, were good, great looking. And the big crowds. Had big crowds. So it just happened for me. And we're always trying to keep Cold Quiet on that level. We can, we're can doing what we should have been doing 15 years ago when we had Tyson Street. Finding venues that are, when people, there's a wow factor with it. When you go there, you say, wow, this is a night out. So we're really doing what we should have been doing 15 years ago, really. Packing people in by the coach loads. Packing in the coach load, but the venues are not the normal venues. You're not going to go to a venue like that every week. That's a once-a-year venue. Right. So that's made it different. So we're just trying to keep it on that level. Um, just trying to take Raven to where it should be. Mm-hmm. We're all professional people. I'm not we're saying... We're people now. We're grown now. We're, we're, grown. Grown. we're not we're the grown. 20s and 30s. We're the 40s and 50s plus. Yeah, so you check it. When you leave your house on a Saturday, that's a chore by itself. Yeah, because all you want to do is sleep. Mm. It's a chore by itself. So if you're going to go out, if you're going to leave your house to go to a venue, you want to know that wherever you're going is something that you can come back Monday morning quite confidently. Because mm. the most embarrassing thing, right, is when someone says to you, How was your weekend? And you say, oh, I went to blah, blah. Oh. And you can't describe no more of it because it was a dump. Mm. Or, or you was in a house dance at three o'clock in the afternoon. I've told a work colleague of mine, yeah, I never left, I never got home till four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Oh, four o'clock in the afternoon? What was that? Where was you? I was in a three-bedroom house. <laughs> It doesn't, you can't bring them conversations to professional no, people. That's it, our conversation. Right. Because the, oh, the only people that's doing that is black people. Yeah. yeah. Leaving their house at 12 o'clock in the night yeah. and you're not coming home until... Morning! If your rave didn't finish, if your rave didn't finish by the time he said it started, your rave wasn't no good. Yeah. That's mad. <laughs> so I, I, we stopped I, doing I, that then. Well, you know what? The last time I done that was about three years ago, and the result of it, it Wednesday, I'm still still scratching my fingers. Am I still here? So the narrative has changed, but that's where we started. And I always say, sometimes you have to leave where you started behind and move yeah. on to other things. I'd rather do something like Coco White. You go there at four o'clock, it finishes at ten. You're home by eleven, then you can get yourself ready for work. And set up yourself right. When I come in at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, all I want to do is sleep. So when you serve me my dinner, I'm dribbling. <laughs> I wake up at nine o'clock. What the hell can I do for the day? Nothing. Right. Then, then if if you happen to live with someone, they tap you. Oh, you do is go out and rave and sleep. Yeah, man. I want to go shopping. <laughs> it, it's it's not normal, but. Right. It's where we started. Right. And it's what we should have capitalized on and made it in something totally different. So I'm not going to knock it. I loved it at the time. 
Oh, we all did. We all did. We all, we was all there. But we've grown now. I was yeah. talking about this recently, whereby tomorrow you've got... Because you've grown, kids, family, tomorrow you've got something to do. So today, you want right, to... We can go to 10, 11, 12, but really you do need to get home because tomorrow you've got things, and those things need to be done in it. When you But when you was young, you can do everything here. Because your body can you're, you're resilient. You can do everything here. Right. When your body says to you, it wants to sleep, you can't fight that no more. When the need then starts saying, Oh God, it's hurting me now. How about uh, honestly for everybody in the group, how much times have you woke up? You have some pain in some places you never come from oh god oh lord yeah. so all you did was sleep and all you did was sleep so imagine you went out and you're still raving to three o'clock in the afternoon number one who's cooking <laughs> that's what i'm saying things still need to be done because i come back at two in the morning so what about dinner now because i'm not going to sit here and portray that yeah i've come in from raves at four o'clock in the afternoon by the time you drop asleep even if you get a little bit of sleep you're not rising up till nine o'clock. You know where I'm going now, Kentucky. But not even getting cooking out, so I'm going right back to bed again because I got to go work Monday morning. So Monday now is a when people talk to you like, yeah, man, all right, all right cool, cool, cool. Not, 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 so, not so loud. Oh, what did you do weekend? You know the famous. How was your weekend? Mm, mm, mm. What did you do? Oh, getting up to lies. Oh, I went out and went to my friend's party and. Oh, how was it? You know, they like to ask the full question. Oh, so what time did you get in then? Um, oh, yeah, it was an early thing. Uh, they start asking more questions. Like, right. so where was this um? And then, before you know, you might just tell them the truth. Well, I was raving to four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to, you have to prep them first. And you're not going to understand, but I was out to like. Yeah, and make it work. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Can I come? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. So anything that you can't invite someone to, should you be doing it? <laughs> now, guys, <laughs> man, man is talking the things. Talking the things, because you know what? A lot of us, there's a thing called pride, and there's a thing called no, actually, I'm not going to say that word. There's a thing called pride. What well, a lot of us are ashamed to show that side of it. But I've realized whatever we're doing, we've all done it. Maybe we might have done it slightly different. Some might have not done it at all. But it's nothing to be ashamed of. So I can sit here and quite frankly talk about coming in at four o'clock, getting up at nine, eating Kentucky, going back to bed, and all the rest of it. Because that was part of growing up. A lot of us seem to say, well, we don't remember those days. Yes, we do remember those days. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, we had a great time. Yes, we met a lot of nice people along the way. We've done a lot of foolishness. Yes, we got drunk. Yes, and all the rest of it. it. But we've learned from that. So from there now, we can say to other people, if you are going to do that lifestyle, don't bother with it. It's non-conducive to what's going on in life. Up to a certain age. Up to, but we, we have learned from but you know what? You look at the youngers now and look what they're doing. They're more going restaurants and some plush restaurants. They're, yeah, not, really, they're not really on this nine o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon house start. They rather go to a nice restaurant, nice wine bar, f- f- sexy fish, Novakosh, eat some food and come home. 
They do. That's the, that's the serious ones. The rest of them moves on the street doing foolish as well. They don't bother about nothing. But the ones that are doing things, like, they're not... When I told when I told young people about oh raves, they're saying nah 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 nah. Freezer says because there's no venues anymore. Yeah, but we're not doing that kind of venue anyway. We're doing rooftop gardens now. Yeah, oh, not, okay. Not licensing and all the rest of it. Yeah, you understand? They're doing nice things. Where some of us are still stuck in this trap, we want to go wear us and all the rest of it. But hey, each to their own. And so cruise radio. Um, the Sanses Judy Express still going strong. Mentorship. Obviously, didn't really know that about you, but now you put that on the map. What else is there? There's a brand, which I'm. Oh. The brand. The brand. The brand. Oh, part of the things. There we go. That's the brand. Um, so that's that's going to be coming out properly. I'd say in the next two to three months. Um, because of the COVID, it kind of slowly right down because we couldn't get stock importing that um back into the country. But that should be back on track soon. So there's a full range of women's clothes, men's clothes, tracksuits, hats, t-shirts, handbags, clothes. Yeah, we're going to clothing. So um, but and that's the only reason I've done that. Because I found out I was spending an awful lot of money on the, all these designer clothes. Because I like shopping. That's one of my weaknesses. I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke. So my vice is shopping. But I'm realising that what made me really do it, I went into a particular shop to buy something. And the treatment, the treatment I experienced, I was disgusted. And there was a man next to me. I'm not being funny. They're treating him like royalty. And that's, that's only because of the colour of his skin. Right. And he looked worse dressed than me. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm coming into these places, spending this money... I'm not being funny. Nah, let me start my own brand. Ooh. And sell it cheaper to my own community and, if, and just put it on the internet only for now. Mm. So it's, gonna be like, it's, it's almost like two sections of it. You can come to me direct and get a different price for what you're going to get on the internet. And that's not because of anything more than if someone's out there to buy it, they're going to buy it. Right. But if someone in my community wants to buy it. I'm not going to charge them the same price as internet. Right. I'm doing for my community. Um, there's a question from Treza. What is the brand? I saw the logo. Well, it's actually D, D, O, D, D. It looks so, like there's a T there. No, nah, that's a... Right, I can't put it. Right, so when you look at it... It's back-to-back Ds. Back-to-back yeah. Ds. And that's an O in the middle. So you've so got a T at the top. Oh, in the oh, middle oh, and back to back D, D, D to the bottom, Joseph. So it's Dodd. Oh. And it is a question in cahoots. There's something to do with that branding cahoots. There's something to do with it. Right. Oh. Mandy says, keep doing great work, Dodd. We need more out there helping the younger generation. Keep rising. Oh, there it is. Do you remember, was it Sergio Tashini, was it? That's what he looks like, yeah. Back in the day? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so that's what it is. I think all of us together, we've got so much positive people in the community doing so much great things, but we're not, for some reason, we're not out. We're not out there. Anything like, oh, did you hear? No, I didn't know. Why are we shouting these things loud and proud? We should be shouting. This platform, what you lot are doing now, 
don't get me wrong, I've seen it posted out because I'm actually on the internet. I'm on the Facebook, I'm on the Instagram. But this should be posted out by everybody. Mm. Every week, this should be posted out. Topics, everything. But once there's a certain enough people doing it, I think we get happy with it. I think this should be pumped everywhere. Every, everywhere. T-shirts, the whole lot. Because it's nothing. At the end of the day, if 10 people buy a T-shirt, you can now go and buy a proper camera. You now can rent a studio. You know, so I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at this to make me millions. Mm. I'm looking at this to, I can now buy two cameras, but at the same time, I can get two youths to come in and work the cameras. And that could be their work experience. All that involved. So my picture, my plan now is, yeah, you're going to have to put money behind it. Yes. Hopefully that it sells. Yes. It'd be nice if it makes a nice income because then that's another string to the bowl. But the main concern right now, let's get it out there, let's get it settled. Then I can buy other equipment, I can set up a studio. With that studio, I can now say, right, I can approach people and say, look, if you've got 10 kids, we've got a studio they can work in. Right. And you don't even have to pay the price that you paid. This is what the price is. Freezer's question is answer, is, is answered then, really. Plans for your own venue. So a studio? Well, I wouldn't, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't get involved in a venue, as in a raving venue. Mm. And why I say that, not because of nothing more than it's too easy to lose that venue. As in, it just takes one fight or something, you know, and all your hard work is going down the drain. Right. Oh, and, and I think raving, is raving that important? You got, the question is, is raving that important to people now as it was before? Mm, point. But you'd rather open a venue... Would you a club where you could do more of your mentoring? Yeah, I rather I, I just want a space. Rather than right. I want a space that we can turn into different departments. So we'll have one side doing computers, one side doing filming, and it's all being run by people in the community, and it's all for the kids, right. all for people. Young people coming through that that space there, and doing what they got to do. At least we ain't got youth clubs, but we're now doing a different spin to it. Because everything's technology now. So we're doing right. technology youth clubs now. Right. Yeah, people can come there. If you're an upcoming rapper, you can come there. You've got studio's time. You've got studio space. You never know. You might get a hit. Right. Computers. If you're into Bitcoins. I'm looking to do a whole range of things. Because rather than me sit down and say, all right, I'm going to play music forever. Yeah. If I had my own way, I'd DJ from to, to my teeth and drop out. Because right. I love doing But... There's got to be a spin to it. I'm right. Not, anything I'm doing now, there's got to be another side to it. It right. can't be one-sided no more. The, the music could be a hook that draws people in, but when they come in, they right. can see that there's all these other aspects to that's what right. I'm saying. And that's, the, that's another main reason for me doing the talk show as well. It allows me to reach out to my friends. When I say my friends, people that are in the same mindset, people who's in the same industry, people who are doing things, a chance for them to come over and say, yeah, come in, talk about your thing. This is your platform. So when you come, when you come in the show, it's not, for, it's not about me. I'm hosting it. Yeah, great stuff. But I'm giving you a platform to come and talk your teams, as you would say. Come and talk the teams! <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is, really. And you know what? If you get 10 of us doing it, you're not going to save all the kids, but you're going to save a majority of them. Right. 
And that's the thing, the togetherness in the community. And these platforms are allowing that. So, have I missed anyone who was asking something? I think I caught most of the questions. But uh, keep doing great work. Um, what's this, Shugs? But our children learn diddle not speaking to my daughter for staying for 15 hours. Did the other week she went at 12. Your daughter stayed out, Shugs, for 15 hours. Huh? <laughs> Where's Shugs? Question to Shugs. Did you know who your daughter was? Oh, if we're going to talk... Oh. Yeah, Shugs, where are you there? Everybody, Joe. Okay, let's move. <laughs> well, we got all the questions. Dodd, I really want to give you a big upmanship for coming on the platform. Time to tell it. Letting us know what you're doing on Cruise Radio. We're going to have to try and support on Monday, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Yeah, uh, Student Express, still live and kicking. Yep, we're at GL Bar tomorrow night. Um, soul night out, vinyl only. Sunday, we're at the festival in St. Auburn Statement. And then, if you want to know more information, www.studioexpress65.com or dot six two five on his Instagram. All of it's up there. Or Studio Express on Instagram. It's all up there. Right, big, big, big things. Appreciate you coming on. No, Let, hold on, guys. I'm gonna um, unmute. Allow everyone to unmute themselves. Because when we have guests on the show, we don't want to just have me clapping. <laughs> um, so the website, studioexpress625.com, all the shows and gigs. And gigs. When's the Coco White? Is it coming back this year? No, why do you unmute yourself? I, I unmute you. Yeah. you unmute are. yourself, please, Dad. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, you're good. Um, Coco White, is it coming back? What if we've got Coco White? Coco Black. Yeah, in December. December the 27th. Coco Black. Thank you. That's the week of the week. So, um, yeah, look out for that one. Four more souls. You're going to be on a boat? No, it's going to be in our luxurious venue. Oh, in December. December, yeah. <laughs> but guys, you want to make notes of that? It's Coco Black. Yeah, two tickets, please. Dad. Two tickets, please. No problem, sir. Um, three, three, three. <laughs> Look what you've <laughs> But, um, do I get commission? One. I'm a birthday, fifth. Well, I'm here, Shooks. Here, Shooks. Here, Shooks. Here, Shooks. Here, Shooks. Um, yeah, 